Welcome to CS Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 58 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. And I'm Amy Len Kirshner. And we are coming back to you from the studio after being on location last week with the employers. I know that was a short episode, but I uh, it was such a busy day, first of all, getting employers away from their table or mm-hmm. to ask them to take a minute from their lunch was Lots tough. Lots of students, yeah. And also some people just a little phone. intimidated by a, big microphone. A, a microphone. But we had two really great employers, really contrasting, that brought two really different perspectives. So I, I was so happy to put that out there. And we haven't chatted since, so I'm going to break the news to everyone. What's happening? The Eagles won. <laughs> I know, no one's heard it yet. <laughs> what? I'm curious if Karen went to the parade. I didn't. All right. Norman and I decided to stay. It was in. a little bit of a zoo, I will crazy. admit. And I know you. Where I looked down upon it all. From above. Quite literally, as I was. Could you see people? You could. That's awesome. You could. I mean, first of all, you could definitely see the traffic heading into South Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And we briefly, as we took off, we kind of swooped around the sea. Oh, so spo- <laughs> spoiler Swoop. alert, I was on the plane. You swooped yes. around? Swooped around. I could briefly see Center City, and it was there was clearly a, a mass of people. It was really, really incredible to see. I forget, what time was your flight? 10.30. Yeah, so spot right, on. right I was just parade. heading to the and parkway. I, and I would say that we pulled away from the gate at 10.30, but we didn't take off until a, mm. after 11. So that parade was happening as it was real. as we took off. What did you think? Did it look like more than 700,000 people? Well, I couldn't tell you from the <laughs> plane. I, I will I will admit that while I was in the airport watching it unfold on television, you know, watching the, the news cover, the pre-parade, I thought, oh, it really doesn't look as crowded as I thought it was mm. going to. I mean, it was a lot of people, but it wasn't, like, crushing We'll say on the ground, it felt crushing. Yeah. I had planned to walk up at 10, but we actually bumped it up, so I met my friends at 9.30 on the parkway. I was watching the Phillies 10 years ago in a different spot. Oh, man. I know, 10 years ago. I mean, nine and a half. Right. Oh. But it was 2008. Um, And I was in a different place, but even from the aerial shots of that, it looked completely different. Like, I had plenty of room on Broad Street uh, 10 years ago. And it looked like Broad Street was still thick with people by, by Catherine, um, and certainly by the parkway. It was uh, shoulder to shoulder, for sure. Wowie. Well, I uh, was sad to have to miss the festivities, but business took me uh, to the other coast, uh, out to California, where I must say, every time I said, oh, I'm visiting from Philadelphia, I got a hearty congratulations, a handshake, in one case, a hug. Wow. Eagles People, right now. so excited. Apex. We're never going to be more oh, popular my, than we are right now. <laughs> my Uber driver's like, you are going to find a lot of Philadelphia fans here. And in fact, I was, walking, um, I was walking on the pier in Santa Monica, and there were some street musicians, or pier musicians playing, <laughs> and they were asking the audience where they were from. And somebody, this group of people yelled out, Philly! And he was like, all right, Philly in the house. Did they play the fight song? Uh, they didn't, but they start, whatever they were singing, they they kept throwing in uh, the word Philly instead. I'll take it. Um, so, there, yes, Eagles fever from coast Swept to coast. Swept the nation. From coast Again, to coast. It's never going to get better than this. I'm savoring every moment. Now, I was not out there just to test the temperature of Eagles fever. Although I'm glad you did. Though it was a good sidebar. I was out there for my uh, side career in entertainment 
I actually had a studio meeting at a big time Hollywood studio and I learned a lot and got some things clarified about uh, being a writer in Hollywood. So fancy. Really happy to share some of yeah, that. Yeah, what did you interested. learn? Well, the big thing I learned, or, or I, got, I could say got clarified, was the difference between having an agent and having a manager and why you need both. I have a manager, but not an agent. My writing partner has both. And it really does make a difference. So what it boils down to is your manager represents you and your agent represents your work. Oh, important distinction. So the manager was getting a lot of meetings put together. And then in that meeting, if someone, Pete said, oh, I have this, um, I have this script about a career services podcast that I'm, I'm, I may tell you the story. If the studio then goes, well, that's interesting. We'd like to see that. Then you go to the agent and say, I would like you to show this to, you know, Paramount uh, Pictures. I spoke with, itself. I spoke with Gary over there at Paramount. And he was interested, and then the agent will read it. And from the agent's perspective, the more people who say I'm interested in that, the better off, because then he can start literally shopping around and taking it to other yet other people that maybe you didn't even talk to and say well you know paramount and fox are already interested in this i want to get you a chance to look you know sort of so the manager isn't involved in that part of it right sort of uh works in in, in conjunction with the agent and talks you know here's what got talked about in the meeting and here's why they were interested in it but the agent is the one actually moving your script around town so it's vital to have both because the agent really wasn't setting up a lot of meetings for us. Mm. He was shopping around the script when there was interest. I so see. it was the manager, mostly. I can't say entirely because the agent did. Obviously, the agent has a lot of contacts too, and there were some meetings set up from, from that. But it seemed to me that the majority of these came from the manager. And so, such an interesting really, distinction. Really interesting distinction. It was um, interesting, and I, I know that if anyone's already done it, uh, an internship in entertainment, I have mostly come from theater in the past, so I have a real good sense of what that's like. But to go to a Hollywood studio where, in the end, it wasn't that much different than going into career services. People have offices, and like people are taking smoke breaks and going to lunch, and the motion picture studios in particular are actually really similar to like hmm. giant walled in college campuses there's different buildings different production offices have different buildings and there's sound stages so it's like all right i have to be over in the a building and then i gotta walk down over to b and then there's a cafeteria and the sound stages are like the stadiums it was definitely a campus-like atmosphere and then and lots of people asking each other where they're going for lunch <laughs> lots of people important questions uh, that I found a few LA Hollywood stereotypes to be true, and one that everyone is always having a lunch meeting, mm. uh, perhaps multiple lunches a day. Uh, everything was Network. a lunch. Everything Network. was a lunch. Where are we going for lunch? I think it's breakfast. We'll call it lunch. Okay. All right. Even when I checked out of my hotel, I said, "Oh yeah, see, we had see so you had a couple lunches with us. Breakfast. I had breakfast eight in the morning. I'm pretty sure it's breakfast. Mm, okay." <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. They're wed to the term lunch. They're just, everyone's at lunch. So now, how do you get an agent and a manager? How do you? There's no real set way. You have to get, a, you have to get attention, right? Mm. It's the same thing for acting. You have to get notice. So uh, when you're an actor, you have a real, you know, now probably a YouTube channel that shows clips of your work. 
Uh, you might do an acting showcase for producers and managers and agents that might get your attention. So you have to get attention. So for writers, you have to have good stack of work to show. It doesn't have to be anything that's been made as far as film and TV goes. It doesn't have to be anything that's been made or published or anything like that. You just want to see what you've done. And really encouraged to put it online, mm-hmm. enter contests, um, put things on uh, sites it's sadly defunct now, but there was something called Movie Poet where people shared their scripts and left feedback from one another. Um, there something are sites, taken that place? Something has taken that place. There are lots of film sites, like Trigger Street is one that started as a place to showcase short films, but now there's a script section. So any place that you can put up your work that people can see it, if it can win a contest or two, even all the better because you can say, look, this one won. Award-winning. Award-winning. There's a lot of lists in Hollywood, too. The big one being the blacklist, which is the list of the hottest unproduced scripts of the year. If you can get on that, the likelihood that a studio is going to want to snap it up gets higher. Mm. But there are other lists like that, too, just sort of like top 250 young writers, you know, hot scripts, you know, things like that. And you can get attention that way and uh, at least get a manager and then once you have something solid that maybe somebody's interested in an agent will will follow i know that in pete's case the script that got him noticed that was through a contest mm, right and he already had a manager from having his script up on movie poet mm. the manager encouraged him to do contests this particular script got seen by an agent in a contest the agent brought it to a producer who was interested so the agent signed pete and has now representing that script, which has now been sold and is, or has been optioned and is in pre-production. So that's so really cool. exciting. So it's an uphill thing. You got to keep even I, who have had success as a playwright, and I have three published things, was of interest to people, but it's not screenwriting. Yeah. So they were like, "Well, that's nice." So like, they know, okay, well, you're probably a good writer, but let me see your screenplay. Let me see your TV pilot, and. The big takeaway for me, who usually writes with a partner, you have to have things with just your name on it, too. So Pete already had things that he did with me, and he had things that he did on his own. And every time he tried to shop me as part of the package, they were like, well, who's he? Mm-hmm. What's, what's he done on his own? So I have a lot of homework to do now um, for my manager to write solo stuff uh, along with these two ideas that Pete and I have together that we're trying to shop. So to support that effort, I have to show my own chops. So uh, peace out, everybody. I got a lot of work to do. Homework in the real world never goes away. Never goes away. At least it's working towards something very cool, unlike some midterms. It was was a really exciting way to spend a week in February, I have to tell you that. Even if you missed the Eagles parade, which you probably would not have gotten to anyway. Uh, I was really a such split. I, I, I... I'm a huge supporter of Philadelphia. I was very excited the Eagles won. I am. It's not your sport. Football it's not, not your sport. It's not my sport. But beyond that, I'm not. Um, I don't know what the word for it's not claustrophobia. I don't. I'm a crowd I person. don't like crowds. It makes me really nervous. So I don't know. But it was such a. Po- I could tell what positive energy it was. It a, was really exciting. You had a good reason to skip it though. I did. I was. On, I really. I didn't have to fret about it. I was exactly. on a plane, and uh, and oh, every again, everybody. I was like. Oh, did you go to the parade? I was like, well, no, I was flying here. Oh, no, man. Oh, that's terrible. What a crime. So L.A., L.A., really, really support. Not a single 
Patriots fan in LA that I spoke with. Not a single one. This, this is the time to be an Eagles fan. My entire life has not been the time yeah, to be an Eagles fan. Yeah, this is it. The tide has turned. <laughs> um, again, I think it may last another like 10 minutes, but I'm soaking it in while it, while it lasts. I'm glad you got to enjoy some of it from the other coast It was well. great, and I saw a lot of people having those L.A. lunches in Eagles jerseys. Fabulous. Did you notice a trend? I was noticing a trend near us. What were your top Eagles jerseys that you saw? They were all Super Bowl mm. winner shirts. Makes yeah, sense. so I, I I did see in one Nick Foles jersey, sure. but a lot of it just was Super just winning. Super Bowl champ, you know, Super Bowl Fifty Two champs, a couple of Eagles hats, hats. but yep. quite a few of those black official Super Bowl Fifty Two winner shirts. Yeah, and those it, are popular. It, it made me smile everywhere I went. Exactly. There were I I mean not surprisingly since he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame, but I would say that Dawkins was the most popular with Wentz followed shortly behind. Okay, yeah. Although there were some classics that were circulating, which I enjoyed as well. So, great time. I felt a little bit. I was like, all right, L.A., you're on the bandwagon. That's all right. T- come on on. Come on on. We have Join the bandwagon. It, We've got yeah, cheesesteaks. First uh, time. Uh, Milan, uh, I know, saw my, my Instagram post, but I did pass a place called Philadelphia Sandwiches, home of the best cheesesteak in uh, North Hollywood. Nope. And, Capital um, A for I some sp- reason. i got to say, no. Uh, it looked sketch. The well, sign. Well, that could be like, a good sign. Right? And I was like, I feel sort of at home. And I kind of like stuck my head in the window. It smelled really good. I couldn't tell. I didn't see anybody having a cheesesteak. It was sort of the end of the night. They might have been shutting down. I feel like that is not the place where but Hollywood people lunch. That was, I was in North Hollywood, no, which was like the West Philadelphia of yes. Hollywood. It was a lot of young people. I feel like people were lunching at that place um, based on the sign. No, definitely, definitely not. But or salads, I was. But you know, I don't think I've ever gone anywhere outside of Philadelphia and had a a truly delicious Philadelphia cheesesteak. And why would you need to? That's no, I wouldn't. I would Exactly. I mean, at, no... if I had if I had been North North Hollywood the next night, I might have been compelled to just go in and order one just to see. Just to see. But passed it up. Uh, I can't have a third career as official cheesesteak. So. <laughs> it's too many careers. Well. So that was my trip, and now I'm back, and now... Gearing up for a huge holiday. It's President's Day! <laughs> All right, so this is an excellent segue for our two segments. Multiple people said, well, it's good that you're here this weekend, because next weekend's President's Day. It's true. Lots of people take it off. Yeah. We do not get President's Day off. Yeah, and I was Career like... Career services is open Pete today. and I were both like, okay. They're like, no, no, no one's going to be around Monday. Oh, oh Okay. That worked out well. Yeah. And so, you get to work here. So That's here cool. we are. We're working. We're podcasting. What can Thinking we talk about federal about jobs. Yeah. Maybe not being president, but federal jobs are certainly something students Ain't and alumni big, are interested. Million. Dream big. It's true. Many current students won't be eligible for a few years based on constitutional law. But, you know, yeah, aim big down the line. Maybe some of our alumni thinking about it. Uh, that doesn't always work out so great. So maybe some of our alumni are currently president. And of course, I'm talking about John Huntsman's unsuccessful run for president. Of and course. nothing else. And we're proud to have Joe Biden on campus now as well. That's right. Anyway, I did get an email the other day I sent to Michael from a student asking about the federal job search and USA jobs in particular because it can be difficult to navigate. So a couple of points there. Pathways often does programs to kind of demystify the application process for federal jobs. It is very different from other job processes, and the resume is very different in and of itself. So I always encourage students to look for those workshops when they happen. Often they're remote. You can just log into a webinar. 
Um, in fact, that's what I did the most recent time. I do have slides. If anyone's interested, we can maybe drop those on the website someplace but, uh, or just link them. But I think it's so important to remember how different the federal resume is and to just go ahead and use the resume builder that's in USA Jobs. It prompts you to answer a lot of things. Unlike most jobs where if you are maybe 80% qualified based on the qualifications listed, I always encourage students to go ahead and apply. That person who meets 100% of those qualifications is probably a unicorn and they're putting out the ideal person and likely they're going to compromise and settle on someone with only a, you know most of them. With federal jobs, you have to demonstrate that you have 100% of the skills that they're seeking, and you need to speak to them explicitly on your resume, which means your resume can't just be one page long. So the federal um, resume builder through USA Jobs asks you the questions that you need and allows you to create this much more comprehensive document. So definitely take a look at that if you are thinking about those jobs. Wow. The federal government is such a big and complex entity. Where do I find, do I go to individual department websites? Do I look in the, the handshake? What do I do? USA Jobs is the best place to start, for sure. Some branches have branched off and had their have their own websites. I know FBI is one of those. Um, they're not on USA Jobs anymore. Um, so if you're interested in a particular thing, this is going to sound silly, but always just Google it first and you may find the exact link to apply. But most things are kind of under the umbrella of USA Jobs. We do have other political resources. Of course, you can be involved locally, you can be involved in politics in a way that's not working for the federal government. And among our online subscriptions, we have politicaljobs.net, uh, Policy Jobs, and Tom Manitos Job Board. And I just spoke with a student the other day when I said Tom Manitos, his face lit up, and I said, oh, you're familiar. He'd done Penn and Washington in the past, and he said he'd done a free trial of Tom Manitos, but it expired, and he's just getting the alerts now, like, you know, join. And I said, do not join. You got it for free. It's free with your pen key through our digital career resources page. I want to jump in because I get a lot of emails asking, whatever happened or why don't you add the Brad Traverse Group, which is a very similar uh, service as Tom Manitos, but had some different clients, was able to offer some different jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately, they changed their payment policies. Mm, and it's individual. It's individual only. They they were no longer comfortable with selling a, a flat group rate for that many people access, accessing it. So um, it, it's out there. If you want to sign up for it, it is a good service. If you're really serious about jobs in federal government, I think particularly for grad students, mm -hmm. that might be worth it. But otherwise, I recommend Tom Manitos. It is free with your pen key. So... Um, they have similar, though not exactly the same offerings. And if you really, really want to try, you know, you could sign up for a month for a Brad Traverse Group if, if that's what you're really looking seriously at a government job. Yeah, great point. And and the Tom Anatos board is, is very clean, easy to use. You can narrow it down right away. Jobs or internships. The jobs are categorized, Hill jobs, local jobs. Um, it's really worth checking out if you're thinking about contributing civically, shall we say in the spirit of President's Day. How will you be celebrating President's Day, Milan? I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be here in career yep. services. Maybe I'll chat with a student who's interested in going into politics in some capacity. I've had a handful this year, I've had a handful. And I'm going to write a political thriller. Ooh. So there we go. And Just maybe, check the news, torn out uh, of the pages. Maybe, uh, maybe a spec script for a West Wing revival. Oh man, Jed Bartlett. Uh, so we hope you have a great President's Day, whatever you're doing. 
going to class, I suspect. <laughs> um, but we'll see you again next week, and then we'll have a week off because it'll be spring break. What do we always say? Can't believe how fast time flies here. But uh, it's good to be back here at Penn uh, after my sojourn into California. But uh, I look forward to talking to you all again next week. This podcast is produced by the University of Pennsylvania Career Services Office, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. It's mixed, produced, and edited by Karen Yang. Your hosts are Amy Lynn Kirshner and J. Michael DeAngelis. Our theme music is Gotta Keep Moving" by The Losers, used under a Creative Commons license. We'll see you right here next time on CS Radio.